Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? Okay, so this is being posted on my podcasting platform for Last Call with Chris Michaels, but this is really going to be an episode of Resonance that I normally broadcast every Sunday, or every, excuse me, every Sunday, every Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I do that on a website called onthewakeupradio.com. So this is going to be something that's pre-recorded because I can't do the normal live broadcast. So on that, I always say, on that platform, I always say that I'm going to talk about stuff that's a little bit more esoteric and less political, but I never do it. But tonight, I think I'm going to. So normally it's an hour, so gird your loins. For an hour-long podcast, uh, like I said, this is really resonance via onthewakeupradio.com, and it's going to be a straight hour of brilliance from your lovable fuzzball, Chris Michaels. So, gosh, we'll start with the normal political junk. A lot of things have been suddenly happening in New York. A lot. First off, for some reason, all of the the Democrats are now circling the wagons about getting Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, out of office. Supposedly 11 women came forward and uh, the attorney general said, yep, all of these women are telling the truth. And uh, everyone, senators, other governors from other states They're all saying the same thing, that Governor Cuomo should resign. Whenever I see that, this is never, ever, ever about justice. This is about a political hit. There is no other reason for it. It's not because all of a sudden, oh, we've got to do the right thing by women. That's never been the case. If you've got 11 women that have testified or... I guess that's the right word, and that have testified against Cuomo, then you know damn well that there are many other women that, one, didn't testify against Cuomo, and two, probably settled out of court for what he has done. They even released Cuomo singing to somebody uh, after they call him up. It's in a little cited uh, reference in the in the court do- or the uh, the attorney general's documents or whatever was released. And when you see all of this stuff, this means to me that Cuomo probably touched somebody that was connected to somebody else, and they want Cuomo gone. Now, like I said, this isn't just out of altruism. We didn't just discover that Cuomo was doing these kinds of things. Everybody probably knew about this, and this has been going on for more than likely decades, especially 
since the person in question, Governor Cuomo, has nipples that are pierced. Somebody that, like that just isn't the run-of-the-mill Ginzo. This person has a wild side to them after work hours. So it's only natural that some degenerate like him is doing something. And he did something to really cross the line with another individual, and they want him out. Now, the next question has to be, who is going to replace Governor Cuomo? And I suspect it's going to be somebody that's even worse than him when it comes to all of these irrational lockdowns and mandates across the state of New York. Even de Blasio right now, he has decided to unleash the ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous next step to get New York City back into place. He has ordered that restaurants and gyms demand proof of vaccinations from all of their customers. So that means that unless you show your papers, you're not allowed to eat at a restaurant and you are not allowed to work out at a gym. How he intends to legally uphold this is beyond me because this is beyond illegal. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you slice it. I haven't done enough research to figure out just how illegal this is. But does Nuremberg ring a bell to anybody? How about Nuremberg from the 1940s? So ABC News broke this. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announces first in the nation requirement for employees and customers of indoor dining establishments, fitness facilities, and entertainment facilities to have at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. And this thing... Well, good gracious, if we actually look at the statistics of people that are vaccinated, it turns out that this is quite odd when you look at how many people aren't vaccinated broken down by race. The, and the race is being broken down into Hispanic, Asian, white, and black. So this is from Bloomberg. Now, I suspect there's something going on here. We all go down this road of eugenics and how they only want certain races and they only want certain types of people of a certain genetic makeup. I mean, New World Order stuff, NWO. I'm suspecting that the N doesn't stand for new. No, it doesn't stand for uh, the other thing either, but we're not dropping N-bombs here. It does probably stand for the Nazi world order. Look at all the people that supported the Nazis, and you find out that many of those same families are still lurking about to this very day. Hello, Elon Musk. Uh, hello, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. So what's important to realize about this? In New York City, now that they're trying to mandate a COVID vaccine to people that just want to eat something, is we have to look at those races like I brought up before from Bloomberg. The race that has the most amount of vaccinations is the Caucasian race. So whites have the most amount of uh, inoculations. Followed by blacks, followed by Hispanics, and at the very bottom are Asians. Now, if you look further into those statistics, you find out that African Americans only are vaccinated upwards of around 36%. So that means 36% of African Americans are vaccinated. In other words, 
64% of them aren't. And look at how many people are black in New York City. Between Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, you have to start to wonder, are they trying to get these people to take a vaccine that's been untested? Are we looking at another Tuskegee Airmen kind of incident? And I wouldn't be surprised if that was exactly the case. Nor would I be surprised if that is the direction they intend to take all of this because... Because this has nothing to do with public health. This has everything to do with numbers. Get the numbers up. Get the inoculation rates up. It doesn't matter if it's safe. It doesn't matter how many different types of people are coming out, how many people take to social media, and they talk about and show us the adverse reactions to all of these Items, whether it's the Johnson and Johnson or the AstraZeneca, that you see it day in and day. Oh, and by the way, another thing: have have you seen all of the liberals that have been going all across social media saying that they are lying to pharmaceutical companies like CVS or, or, or I shouldn't say pharmaceutical pharmacies like CVS. And uh, what's the other? Walgreens, they're lying to them about their vaccine status. So they are lying to them saying, oh, I, I haven't gotten one. When in fact they have gotten two doses of whatever vaccine there is. They're so scared about this supposed Delta variant that they're going back in and getting another round of vaccinations. How twisted are these people? Where are their minds at? And why... Are they absent of all logic? What makes you think that this is going to do anything for you? If you are still contracting COVID, or in my opinion, generating COVID, then what makes you think getting another round of experimental inoculations is going to do the trick and keep you safe? Gosh, what a bunch of losers when you think about it. How, what, what is the cognitive dissonance that these people are experiencing and why isn't anybody calling them out on their ridiculousness? I mean, it, it's just it's just mind-boggling. And mark my words. Now, this is supposed to be coming. Supposed to be something happening out there. And we're hearing a lot of it through the various grapevines. That the Biden administration, due to these lagging COVID uh, inoculation numbers, they've already come up with the speeches for the impending lockdowns they that they intend to begin either next week or the following week. Now, this is very, very disturbing because we also see stories of how airlines are now running out of fuel. Now, why would an airline be running out of fuel? Don't tell me that there isn't enough fuel for the airlines because there is so who is stopping the fuel from being delivered, and why aren't they giving the airlines enough fuel to operate? It's almost as if they are trying to make sure that we don't go anywhere over the next two weeks during these supposed lockdowns. Now, why are these lockdowns so important? Because they this is the next step. They are trying to force compliance and they will do it in any way they possibly can you already see 
you already see that, uh, oh, whether you're vaccinated or not, you must wear a mask indoors, anywhere. That's already going to start to come out. It's already started, but now it's even coming out. If you just go to the stores lately, these past couple of days, you see an inordinate amount of people that are just putting on their masks once again, as if, as if we're starting all over from scratch. Not paying attention to anything. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that they continue to do this kind of thing. But hear me out. We, and we all know about this at this point. But during that week, during that week, over the next, well, what, what, what week is that? that? That week begins on the, let's see, where is it? Of course, everything is moving so slow. So, oh, next week. Oh, that makes a lot of sense then, now doesn't it? So next week is the week of the 8th. So August 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. So what is happening next week? Well, we have one. We've got Mike Lindell coming out with his symposium on how the election was stolen. The biggest stolen erection in all of American history. We've got Julian Assange's court case coming to to a head which by the way is very very important because it will literally determine how the united states and other countries around the world will be able to act in the face of journalism not 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 political hit pieces not mudslinging but actual journalism that reveals disturbing facts just like julian assange did with his wikileaks it will determine that. What else is happening that week? We have the emergency broadcasting system testing itself all throughout the country across all of the major platforms. So it is going to be that happening. Oddly, I think it's on the 12th. Mike Lindell's symposium is 10th, 11th, and 12th. And he's actually challenging people. Um, hey, do you have... Do you, if you have a way to disprove what I'm saying then let me hear it, and if you, in fact, do disprove me, I'll give you five million bucks. So, I mean, people have a specific motivation uh, to do that. Now, also, if these COVID rumors are true, the lockdowns will occur next week. And finally, if you go to McAfee's website, he's got a, he's got a website, and he also has um, his, uh, his uh, Telegram Account and they they kind of go hand in hand. We don't really know which is what and what's going where, uh, but that Telegram account has the same grammar and syntax as uh, Q. So we must be suspicious about who is in fact behind that Telegram account. But on McAfee's Dead Man's website, um, there is a countdown on there that occurs or ends on August fifteenth. So it should be fairly interesting to see. At least I think that's what it is. Hold on a second. Hold everything. Stop what you're doing. Uh, oh, 12 days from now. Oddly enough, that is the 15th. So it's almost as if the McAfee timer runs out after all of this stuff goes down, whatever this stuff might be. So the rumors are... And this is also back-channel rumors that Trump is all but ready to re-establish himself as president of the United States. He's already had cabinet meetings, and the liberals 
freaked out about this last week. They were calling for his arrest. They were calling for his execution in some cases because this is traitorous and seditious once again. Um, And why would he be doing something like that? Well, it's because that there is something to it. Why would you establish a cabinet? So there's something completely, something disturbing going on, and we have to really focus in and read between the lines with all of this stuff. Factor in that the airlines are running out of fuel, and all of a sudden you've got a a really surprising plan going on where they want to make sure nobody in this country is making a move unless they know what you're making a move about. Um, because if this stuff is true, if it's proven that Biden stole the election and the Democrats stole the election and Trump is, in fact, the true president, then this is borderline civil war stuff because they're not going to give up that power easily or at all. Something big is about to happen, and we don't exactly know what that big thing is. But we do know, or we're starting to get information about another big thing that just is is trying to be passed, and that's that infrastructure bill that miraculously all of the Democrats and all the Republicans suddenly are holding hands together about, and they have no reason, no reason to go against one. It's all rainbows, unicorns, and roses with this. We've suddenly come to a grand compromise when it comes to the infrastructure bill. Well, one of the things that's in this infrastructure bill uh, is, oh gosh, what do we call it? It's on page 508, and it is essentially a pilot program that the secretary, in coordination with the secretary of the treasury and consistent with the recommendations of the advisory board, shall establish a pro- pilot program to demonstrate a national motor vehicle per mile user fee. The MBUF, which is basically a long-term plan, and, and this isn't surprising, a long-term plan to make sure that people are priced out of driving. They want you all in cities. Specifically, they want you in smart cities so that they can track you in perpetuity and they know exactly where you are at all times and you will only be able to ride public transportation as long as your vaccine passport is up to date. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Don't let them tell you that it's anything different. And it's all in the infrastructure bill. What is something else that's in the infrastructure bill? Well, they want you to post or automobile makers to start putting sensors in the vehicle's cabin. So basically across from the passenger seat, the driver's seat, the back seat uh, by uh, the, the, the dome lights and everything else. And it will track, guess what, the driver's eye movement and monitor signs of being distracted, impaired, or tired. And this is all according to Bloomberg. And he notes that this, or this, they note that this technology is similar to the ones that police officers use when pulling over suspected drunk drivers. Now, why would they start putting that stuff in automobiles unless, one, they intend to store that information, two, they intend to send that information somewhere via a 5G network? I would suspect 
it's probably part of that same network that is going to track your per-mile vehicle usage, a per-mile vehicle usage fee, like we talked about in the other part of the infrastructure bill. So we're starting to see a grand picture here. You're starting to see why they want 5G in place so badly, because 5G is going to be the network that allows them to have complete visibility on every single aspect of your life in real time, and they will have complete control over your life at any time that they want. If you do not comply with the state, then you will not be afforded any sort of privileges to live in said state. So, yeah, there you go. And if we're going down that road with the luciferase and also the tracking with the vaccines and whatever else is inside of those inoculations, then you really start to get the picture that they badly, they really, really want to make sure that they're limiting your ability to live your life unless you get everything that they demand you get. And we, you've got to start pushing back against this stuff because if you don't, if you don't, they're never, ever, ever going to stop it. And this was from Steve Watson via Summit News. On Monday, Biden coronavirus response coordinator Jeffrey Zients hmm, announced that it's time to impose some requirements where COVID vaccines are concerned. And Zeitz referenced Biden's comments from last week where the letter talked about giving people cash in exchange for being vaccinated. And you see that in a lot of companies now. Walmart's management now receives 150 smackers. Whoa, boy. We can finally pay, what, a tenth of our rent, maybe? Maybe 5% of our rent with that 150 clams? But there was another hedge fund that's offering people a 1000 bucks. If they can prove they got an inoculation by vaccine card or vaccine status or whatever. So, uh, yeah, this isn't going to go very well. Last week, the president, this is according to Zeins, uh, called on states and local governments to use funding they received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give 100 bucks to anybody who gets fully vaccinated. If financial incentives like these help us get more shots in arms, we should use them. But in addition to incentives, it's time to impose some requirements based on the realities of different risks unvaccinated individuals pose versus those who have been vaccinated. It's simple. If you want to work for the federal government, get your workers vaccinated. And that's basically what he's saying. Any contractor, any business, anybody that is somehow working for the federal government must be vaccinated. Otherwise, otherwise you will be forced to wear a mask at all times and you will be COVID tested twice a week. Now we can go back and forth and really talk about what's really going on with these supposed Delta variants um, and why you see what they are. But we've gone on to, into it in past episodes of resonance, uh, and you can hear it on other shows on onthewakeupradio.com. You can also hear it on my podcast, Last Call with Chris Michaels, that you're probably listening to right now. Uh, you know, it's the whole, the easiest argument 
with the whole thing of why there is a, a 100% statistic of uh, in, in positive COVID cases in the unvaccinated is because when you go into a hospital and you tell them that you have been vaccinated with a COVID shot, then they do not test you for COVID. But if you haven't gotten the shot, then they will get you tested for COVID. There's your statistic right there. You cannot get a better statistic. You just ignore the people that probably have COVID, but since they meet the criteria of receiving a COVID vaccine, you don't test them. So the only people that could ever, ever, ever be positive for COVID are the ones that are unvaccinated because those people are the only ones that you're actually testing for COVID. But nobody says anything about it. Nobody says a word. Nobody bats an eye. Nobody says anything about that. I mean, you even had, uh, whatchamacallit, what, what happened in Massachusetts? All oh, the CDC came out with a big study, and they said that uh, oh, the, the, all of the people that, were, uh, that came down as a positive COVID case, 75% of those people happened uh, to be fully vaccinated. Well, what they're not telling you about that is that the people that were testing positive that happened to be fully vaccinated, were part of a gay orgy. They were part of a gay bear orgy. It was bear week in the place that they were doing all of the testing. So oddly enough, if you've got a whole bunch of people licking, flicking, sucking, fucking, and swapping spit, swapping semen, anal fluid, whatever it is, what are the odds that people are going to be testing positive for COVID? Oh, I don't know. It's so stupid. You won't hear those kinds of optics, though, in the mainstream media. I mean, if you did. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so they're pulling out the stops here. The Pentagon, according to the New York Post, even gave Pfizer $3.5 billion to make 500 million COVID vaccine doses. Now, I don't know about you. But 500 million doses for the Pentagon seems really high, doesn't it? Let's even divide that number in two. That's 250 million doses of COVID vaccine. What are they going to do with 250 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines? Unless they intend to do what they've done in Australia and send the military around with these vaccines. That is something that we must consider because it's becoming clear that they are not backing down. This was written by Adam Dick, and it's from the ronpaulinstitute.org. And they talk about Francis Collins. Now, Francis Collins is the direct, a little, another little dictator tyrant, the director of the United States government's National Institutes of Health, the NIH. And this little twerp, another jerk with a mustache, by the way, a four-eyed jerk, just like Bolton with a stupid caterpillar on his upper lip. So this chicken-looking, big-nosed schmuck Uh, went on CNN's State of the Nation with Jake Tapper, another fucking fool, uh, and supported the short succession of the imposing of several extreme violations of freedom and blah, 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 all editorializing from ronpaulinstitute.org. But let's just see what the interview was like 
with Mr. Collins on CNN. So uh, Mr. Tapper asked, do you think as a public health measure, it would be a good uh, it would be good for more businesses to require vaccine credentials in order to have vaccinated customers? And Mr. Collins, being the little tyrant schmuck he is, as a public health person who wants to see this pandemic end, yes, I think anything we can do to encourage reluctant folks, oh, you mean educated, to get vax, or I should say critical thinking, because there are a lot of educated people that aren't thinking, uh, reluctant folks to get vaccinated because they will want to be part of these public events that's a good thing. I'm delighted to see employers like Disney and Walmart coming out and asking their staff now to be vaccinated. I'm glad to see the president has said all federal employees need also to get vaccinated or if they're not to get regular testing. All of these steps, I think, are in the right direction. And Mr. Collins said, I do think a case could be made for that. And what are they talking about? They're talking about only vaccinated people are going to be allowed on airplanes, just like what they're doing in Pakistan right now. Unless you're vaccinated, you will not be boarding any domestic or international flights. So Mr. Collins says, and that would be another incentive, meaning restrictions on air travel, for some of those who are reluctant and people who wouldn't be surprised, I think, to see that start to happen. So if you're thinking about international travel and you've not been vaccinated, it might be time to go ahead and get started. The the noose is tightening here, everybody, and we need to start putting everybody in their place and pushing back against all of these little tyrannical morons. And because they're not going to stop until we start saying enough is enough and no more can we put we cannot do this anymore i mean they they are truly looking at this as if it's a war footing as if it's a war against the unvaccinated even jen saki the red-haired porcelain-skinned jerk head of biden's uh press uh what not the press corps but the her her press staff whatever the hell it is We are going to be guided by the science, she says, when they're talking about COVID restrictions, and guided by our public health experts. Oh, okay, Ms. Saki. We're not going to take options off of the table of what they may recommend. So what you're saying is is that the Biden administration is going to enforce whatever these little tyrant jerk-offs say they should be doing. And what is their motivation? What is the tyrant's motivation? It is to get everybody hooked up with these vaccines. But the bigger question is why? Why are they doing that? Now, we've been through the whole thing of hooking everybody up to 5G and everything else. But it also, also has something else involved here. And it, you know, you go back to the World Health Organization. They talk about... Um, how they changed the definition of herd immunity. It no longer is involving any natural immunity. The only way for a country to reach complete herd immunity is having at least 70% of the population vaccinated. That's it. They no longer count natural immunity. So that's particularly disturbing. Anthony Fauci 
was speaking at the Center for Strategic and International Studies on Tuesday. And he inadvertently hinted at why moving the goalposts on herd immunity is important to the Biden administration. Because now once the FDA grants final approval of these jabs, and this is according to uh, Zero Hedge, it will give businesses and colleges the green light to start mandating vaccinations for workers and patrons alike. And he goes, I'd settle for 70% or 80%, but I'd love to see 90%. Why would you love to see 90%, Dr. Fauci? Could it have something to do that you, with the fact that you have a financial interest in making sure that these vaccines are perper, uh, are, are sent upon the American population in perpetuity because this will be your vaccine? I mean, come on. Come on. I, you had other people on social media from Australia. They came out there, the, and they're proud of this. They're proud of this. How do you—so here's a question for you. Here's a question. How are they able to get vaccines ready to go within such a short period of time? You have AIDS— out there, also one of Dr. Fauci's uh, brilliant schemes, out there since the 1980s. They've got not have one vaccine for it. SARS. Do they have a vaccine for that? No, the flu. The flu, sure, they have some sort of thing they call a vaccine because they, they throw a dart at a board, and hopefully there's a 30% chance they get the right sequence. But now they're telling us from Australia, that the Chinese sent the gene sequence to COVID-19, and they were ready to, ready to go with a vaccine within three hours. You haven't come up with a vaccine in literally over three decades, and somehow, some way, you're able to come up with a vaccine in three hours, and the gene sequence that you got it from this is from Australia. Oh, I mean, you got the gene sequence from uh, from China, and this is a speaker, a doctor, very proud of her work uh, in Australia, from a country that you are hostile with that is trying to put you into a corner and subdue you economically and militarily. Why would you trust something like that? Unless, unless there are seditious fifth, seditious fifth columnists within the Australian government that want to make this happen. Now, why do they want to make this happen? Why are we talking about this so much? Why are they pushing these vaccines to such a degree that you can never, ever be normal again? They want you to realize that they are never, ever going to give you your life back as long as you don't take this vaccine. You've, you've heard all of the studies. If you're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com or Resonance or any of the shows there or uh, my podcast with Last Call with Chris Michaels, you know that we are all incredibly suspicious of what's going on. But we have to turn to uh, MedlinePlus.gov where they talk about patenting genes. Okay, I'm not gonna. I, I did a podcast on this already, so I'm not gonna rehash everything. But I am going to repeat the one important part 
on this uh, on this website, and that is the Supreme Court's ruling on essentially on how to patent genes did allow that DNA manipulated in a lab is eligible to be patented because DNA sequences altered by humans are not found in nature. The court specifically mentioned the ability to patent a type of DNA known as complementary DNA. C-DNA, they call it. This synthetic DNA is produced from the molecule that serves as the instructions for making proteins called messenger RNA. In other words, mRNA. Now, where have we heard mRNA from? Oh, I don't know. How about the last year and a half? And what are these vaccines? Oh, they're, they are mRNA gene therapy platforms. So the way to get cDNA, which ultimately means that cDNA is not found in nature and therefore being able to be thrown a patent onto, you have to manipulate the mRNA to tell the DNA to create cDNA. And once you do that, you are no longer free. You are no longer a sovereign. Well, you're not a sovereign now. You should be a sovereign, but you're not. You're no longer free. You are now patented material. You are now patented corporate property. And you're not going to be corporate property in the way of a citizen, or a U.S. citizen... You are now property of some some murky corporation. And what's even more is that once you're property of some murky corporation, then you don't get your food pellets unless you are up to date with all of your CDC recommendations. So if you don't get the shots that they demand that you get, then you do not get your food pellets. You do not get your um your your uh you're you're not able to do what uh was on whatchamacallit? Uh uh what's his face? McAfee. See, this is what happens. I'm I'm up to 40 minutes of a podcast, and then you, you start to get tired after I, I didn't take one break. This is unedited, this is one take that's what's so brilliant about me and what i do um but that's what they're trying to do they're trying to make you patented property so that you do not have any rights property does not have rights people have rights individuals have rights but once you create cdna thanks to the manipulated mrna and subsequently it's not found in nature your rights are removed and you become property. Now, let's take this one step further. Why are they really forcing a trans agenda or genderless agenda on children? I don't know if any of you saw the Muppet Babies thing that was making the rounds across social media where baby Gonzo was very upset talking to Ratso, uh, very upset that he wanted to go to some, I don't know, some event 
and Gonzo was afraid of wearing in a wearing a dress to the thing to the event, and he really, really, really wanted to wear that dress. Well, I mean, g- g- the show is made for three to eight year olds. Why are we talking about kids dressing up in the opposite gender? Why don't you just let kids be kids? I, enough of that stuff, and, and that's why you're you see all of the, um, all of the gender confusion throughout these kids because they're purposefully doing this. Okay, they're trying to make these people, they're trying to make people in general sterile, one way or another, either by confusing them with their gender by saying, "Oh, I'm a male. I really want to be a female," or "I'm a female. I really want to be a male." So they create these cocktails where these individuals can no longer be uh, fertile in one way or another. They 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 don't have active sperm or they can't have a child. And so once that happens, you also once you remove that, right? Once you remove the gender thing, then you can start to bring in cyborgs and robotics. Okay? Once you bring in cyborgs and robotics, then you don't have to worry and you remove the classification of gender, then you no longer have any sort of real or or what you're currently looking at any real kinds of tax brackets you're only going to have tax brackets for workers there's not going to be a male or a female there's not going to be any sort of female rights or anything like that you're only going to be a worker you're going to be the equivalent of a piece of property because once you take the mrna vaccine you are property you are a product just like a cyborg, just like a robot, just like AI. Now, what's one step further? If we're to believe that this is, according to some conspiracy theorists, the end game here, where they're trying to really, really remove a large proportion of the population, a la the Georgia Guidestones, then it kind of makes sense. Why? Because... If the AI industry and robotics and deep learning can replace, in some studies I've said, I, I've read up to 90% of the workers right now can be replaced with robots and artificial intelligence. If 90% of the workforce can be replaced with artificial intelligence, you've got no need for humans. You've got no need for farms. You've got no need for grocery stores. You've got no need for automobiles, mechanics, all that. So you no need for it at all. So what do you do with all of these people? How do you get rid of all of these people? Why you cause death in one way or another? Either it's a, a quiet death or, or a slow burnout by removing the ability to have kids. Uh, and then once that happens, or if we're going down the real dystopian future type thing, uh, a, a, a kill switch where everybody drops dead, um, and then you can introduce AI and robots and say, oh my gosh, we've, we've lived through such a pandemic. With some, what can happen? How are we going to replace all of those workers? Why, good heavens, we've got all of these robots and artificial intelligences laying around. Let's put them to work. That's how it works. And anybody that's still alive and not part of the elite group, must take that mRNA nonsense. Which means, like we said, your property. You are the equivalent of a robot. And that's the end game. It's the only reason why 
and this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. It's the only reason why the FDA screwed up uh, on one of their presentations and really quickly, really quickly flashed a screen on the power on a PowerPoint presentation of possible effects of the COVID-19 vaccines. I mean, you can watch a video of it. You can go to uh, G-A-W, J-U-S underscore G on Twitter, and he shows the whole clip, or she shows the whole clip of the FDA presentation, and there, and they, they, it is so quick, this slide that pops up, because they realize what this slide is, and they want it off the screen as soon as possible, but... Thanks to modern technology, we're able to look at the slide that they really didn't want us to see. So, FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines. Draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes subject to change. Meaning, we might change this because we don't want these things associated with those shots. So, let's go through this. It's an enormous list, but we'll go through it real quick. So, Listen up, take out a pen and paper, because this is it. This is the final thing. Then we're going to go off into metaphysics. Goulian Barr syndrome, at least I hope I pronounced that properly. Acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, whatever that is. Transverse myelitis, whatever that is. Encephalitis, myelitis, encephalomyelitis, meningitis, something, meningitis, encephalopathy. Wow. Convulsions, seizures, strokes, narcolepsy, cataplexy, anaphylaxis, acute myocardial infarction, myocarditis, pericarditis, autoimmune disease, death, pregnancy and birth outcomes, other acute D oh man, demyelinating diseases, non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombocytopenia, whatever that is, disseminated intravascular coagulation, clots, venous thrombolism, thrombolism, wow, arthritis and arthrologia joint pain. Kawasaki disease, multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, and vaccine-enhanced diseases. Now, why would the FBA, FBA, FDA flip through a slide like this really quickly in hopes that nobody would able be able to screenshot it? Because if anybody knew of these possible side effects, nobody would be taking any of these inoculations. Especially since if you contract COVID, you're due to recover from COVID 99.97% of the time. And don't talk to me about, oh, you've got all those variants. Because the variants only differ from COVID-19 by 0.003%. Which means also that your body and your T-cells recognize all of the variants of COVID and is able to counter it in all of the immune system's ways possible. So if you've gotten it once, you're pretty much immune to every single variant that comes our way. That's what that is. So you've got more of a chance of having a negative reaction, sometimes death, by taking the vaccine than you do by actually contracting COVID and recovering from it and not being subjected to any COVID-19-style virus variant in the future 
That's why they won't show this slide. That's why they won't review this slide. That's why the mainstream media doesn't talk about this slide, because it is so damaging to the narrative and why people are hesitant about taking these shots. It's right there. You don't need anything else to go by. It's right there. That's it. And so, oh, God, we need we need mandates and everything else. Do we? Do we really need mandates? Or is this some sort of money grab? Is this some sort of way of hooking people up to the uh, to whatever 5G network you've got planned? I need a drink. Holy cow. My voice is shot. Wolf. Normally on Resonance, I have breaks and I put music in there, but not tonight. We're doing it straight through. All right, so I promised you metaphysics. We're already 47 minute, 48 minutes into this, but I promised metaphysics, um, and I have a book here by Dolores Cannon. She's one of my favorite authors. Uh, she's no longer on this earth, uh, but she wrote a fantastic book series called The Convoluted Universe, and it's all about her... Um, she was a hypnotherapist and it's all about her patients and what she finds out. And it goes into metaphysics, past lives, current lives, uh, why we feel certain things, what's going on in this current world, what happened in, uh, past timelines like Atlantis and everything else. What a fantastic series of books. I can't recommend them more highly enough. Um, and I actually went through a uh, a hypnoregression using Dolores Cannon's methods. Somebody uh, was versed in her methods. I, they, she calls it quantum hypnosis or something like that. It's got the word quantum in it, oddly enough, Q. And um, I, I, I spoke for three and a half hours straight about all sorts of things, um, about uh, my past life as a some sort of guardian type being where i kept saying that uh the pylons are broke the pylons are cracked i can't, the pylons are cracked everything's leaking through and i, I was saying things like that and um when we you think of a pylon see my voice is cracking because i'm so parched right now let me take another drink another sip don't mind me Um, yeah, you think of a pylon, you think of uh, really, really big, big structures with uh, hanging wires and, uh, you know, an electrical grid and things like that. But if you go and do some sort of research on what a pylon is, it's really a giant doorway slash arc thing that the Egyptians um, used to put up. And it was essentially a gateway and they had two monoliths on either side of it. Um, and essentially, that's what I was kind of seeing during this uh, regression. There was another regression that I did. And it makes sense. If you go into Hopi legend, you find out that uh, this is, I think, the fifth Earth. And basically, Earth awareness uh, expands and contracts. So you've got a like a big bang kind of awareness or reality tunnel. You've got a huge bang of awareness and then it collapses and, and destroys itself. Then it bangs again and then you've got this big 
sudden awareness and then it contracts and destroys itself. So I think we're on the third, the fourth one right now. Um, because with each bang, you get like the first dimension, the second dimension, the third dimension. I think we're currently in the fourth dimension going into the fifth dimension or the third. I think that's what it is. So if you, if you read into that stuff, you've got beings and energies going from each one of those earths from the Hopi legends. So you've got good beings and bad beings making, making it out of the collapsed uh, earth into the new earth. So these pylons were there to make sure that the good people got through to the new earth, the new awareness. For some reason, those pylons cracked and you got the bad stuff coming in. So I was, I was an energy being talking about that kind of stuff. Another regression, I've, I did a, a couple of regressions. Another regression I did, I was, uh, the best way I can explain it is I kind of look like an aboriginal. I had very, very dark skin, um, and, 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 or African along those lines. Um, very, very dark skin. I was very, very upset. I was crying and everything else. And the only image I got was a lot of like low tide. If you ever saw tide or, or beach or, or shoreline during low tide, not without, without any rocks, it was just sand and a lot of water, a lot of puddles and, and wreckage and schmutz and mud and everything else. And that's all I saw. And I was very upset by that. And I kept saying, before this, there was no I. Why is that I watching me? Where did this I come from? What I was referring to during that regression, and I didn't know any better. Because when you, when you do these regressions, when you do these regressions, you speak from the awareness of the being that you are... Um, seeing that life through. So if you're seeing a life through, uh, let's say, a five-year-old, you'll you'll suddenly start to talk like a five-year-old. You won't be able to describe certain things because as a five-year-old, your awareness, your vocabulary isn't there. So during this timeline that I was in, I couldn't understand what I was seeing. I kept referring to this thing as an I. And this eye turned out to be the moon. So during this timeline that I was in from, I don't know, I think it was around in linear time. Supposedly it was around 12,000 BC, 10,000 BC, which is oddly enough right around the time of the flood. So I was upset because I didn't see the moon before, which implies that Earth had an awareness and there were people on the earth before the moon got here, which totally contradicts science, but totally validates Zulu legend from South Africa, and also validates a lot of Greco-Roman myths, where they talk about the Arcadians who've been here on the earth before the moon was around. They were pre-Luna. And the Zulus talk about, and by the way, there in Greco-Roman myth, before the moon, you had uh, the Arcadians and women. There's a distinction, apparently. I haven't gone into uh, the full distinction, but there were Arcadians, which we can assume are men, and women, men of a certain species, and women, both were on the planet Earth before there was a moon. Interesting. We'll have to do some more research into that. Aristotle talks about it, and a few other people talk about it. 
but if we go to the Zulu side of the equation, now the Zulu tribe uh, is all the way down in the in South Africa, all the way down there. Um, oddly enough, the Zulus have no uh, difference in the word for space and time. Uh, so very interesting there. It's the same thing. So uh, in Zulu legend, they talk about the Earth and the awareness of, uh, of, of humans prior to the moon. And prior to the moon, it was what we would consider to be a golden age. Man didn't need to hunt. Garden of Edens type stuff, where if man was never hungry and he never really ate, he was living off of the energy from the planet around him. And uh, if you look up Credo uh, Mutwa on YouTube, fantastic person, uh, hours and hours of interviews. I have some of his books. One of the final, I think, I don't know if he's still alive, I think he's dead. Uh, uh, one of the only oral historians to talk about Zulu history uh, to anybody in the Western world. Particularly, he talked to uh, David Icke about it, and uh, lots of videos with him and David Icke. So go look at You can listen to that stuff for hours. Um, but they talk about how mankind was there, and mankind didn't hunt. Mankind was able to communicate with the animals, with the insects, with the plants. He was in perfect coexistence with everything. And there was no moon. And Earth was covered in like a mist, an energetic mist. So it always looked foggy. It was very comfortable for man and, wo and woman at that time. Oddly enough... One of the legends in Zulu talk about how evil came about. And there was a lame child, so a child that uh, was born with a lot of uh, disabilities. And everybody told the woman to kill the child. You can't have this child around. The woman couldn't kill the child. The mother couldn't kill the child. So the mother hid the child in a cave. And I think, if I remember correctly... Uh, the child ends up killing the mother, um, but the child was very bitter about his existence in a cave. So he creates robots, essentially. He creates metal locusts with stingers on them and jackets of metal, so like a metal vest. But he calls them locusts with scorpion stingers on the end of them. And he sets them out upon the world, and there's this gigantic battle... Um, between mankind and these robots and evil. And uh, there, you find out in Zulu legend there are different classes of human. There's also like an angel class and a guardian class and a watcher class. All different types of humanoids and energetic beings that do battle with this evil. Well, they, they all win. They beat back evil and everything else. But that's when Earth really takes a turn for the worse. That's when the moon comes into play. That's when you discover evil. That's when mankind lost the ability to communicate with animals and communicate with other beings throughout, um, throughout basically, the earthly kingdoms. But what's more interesting is that you find the same exact type of creature in the book of Revelations that goes after the world leaders. Now, why... 
would you have the same creature that you find in Zulu Legend? I mean, you're talking about Zulu Legend that was created essentially before language was created. That's how old these oral traditions are. I mean, look at the Dogon tribe just up the coast in Africa. They sing songs, and the words aren't words. They're tones, because when these songs were made and created and thought of, they didn't have words. That's how old these histories are. Now, you're talking about the book of Revelation that comes about, I don't know how many thousands of years after uh, the Zulu histories come, and they come up with the same type of creature, a metal locust with a scorpion stinger. What does that mean? I think I'm going to go into that in more resonance podcasts in the future. So this is Chris Michaels, and this has been a podcast for on the wakeupradio.com doing the show resonance. I'm also posting this on last call with Chris Michaels and the last call uh podcasting platform and all that stuff. Like I said, I'm your host Chris Michaels. You can find me on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram. Just go over there. I am the last call caravan. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Sing the Ashwing On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Now search in the search bar for OTWTube, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.